Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Friday WrestleTalk podcast with myself, Andy Datsun, and my wonderful co-host, Denise Salcedo. I think we were just discussing before the show, Denise, you may now have completed WrestleTalk in terms of co-hosts because you've, you've now had me. You've, have you done with Tempest? I have done one with Tempest. No, wait, not Pete? on this podcast, though. Oh, okay. Well, it, you've, you've presented but with on Tempest. Other shows, so but on other shows, yeah. Pete? Yes, yes, P2. Ollie, you definitely, definitely Luke. Adam, definitely Adam. So yes. I think there is pretty much no one else to uh, to present with. So uh, congratulations on that, first of all. Um, Collected all the Easter we... eggs. I, did, I completed the scavenger hunt, got all the rings. I'm good. Exactly, exactly. It, it is something probably no one else in the world has done. Um, so you should feel very proud of yourself. Um, I'm going to put it what, on my Wikipedia page. Denise Salcedo has hosted with every member of WrestleTalk. And I have our team name too, by the way, because I have a team name with everybody. See, I have come you up have with a team name too. as well. So what, is, what, what, did you, what did you come up with? Team Dandy. See, that is what Pete said. Oh, is and that I what he said, said? That feels a bit easy. Okay, so okay, what do you got? With, uh, Team Star Anise. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> so it is obviously one of everyone's favorite spices. Um, and obviously, you're a star. My name's Andy. Your name's Denise. So, frankly, it's the only thing that makes sense. I love it. I mean, you uh, made the graphics, so we're going to roll with oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I took it. I mean, just look at it. That took a lot of work. Um, that was <laughs> brilliant several stuff. Seconds, several yeah, seconds whole, of Photoshop. A whole seconds of your life you're never going to get back. So, yeah, thumbs up. Exactly. Well, today uh, we are going to be talking about the state of WWE's women's division. And this comes back off, uh, off the back of an interview that Ember Moon did. Uh, with Chris Van Vliet. Ember Moon, of course, uh, was with WWE for some time in NXT, 
then on the main roster, then back on NXT, and then she was released. She is now wrestling as Athena, but she has had an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Um, what she basically said in it is that uh, during her time, during the kind of last few months of her uh, WWE spell, she was told, and a lot of other wrestlers were told, female wrestlers specifically, to dress sexier. Uh, because that uh, is, I think it was John Laurinaitis who allegedly told uh, told them this. What are your immediate thoughts, Denise, on on this? So there's a lot to really break down in regards to what Amber Moon said, especially because like when she was when I was reading the transcript of what she said, it was one of those things where I was like, damn, I think for me, when she talked about them saying that uh, they brought in, I think it was like a, a stylist or something and told them that they, they didn't really say like, oh, you have to dress sexier, but it was alluded to apparently. Yeah. And that was later explained um, in a Fightful Select report from Sean. And so there was this whole thing about, uh, you know, bringing in a stylist. And then on top of this, basically saying like, oh, you need to look more like Mandy Rose, right? And let's be real, like a lot of us would love to look like Mandy Rose, but it's just not possible for some of us, you know? No, it ain't possible for a few of us. Okay. Um, but you know, obviously they alluded, Hey, we want you guys to, you know, dress sexier, but I'm not surprised by this whatsoever. To be honest, I'm not surprised by it mainly because that is the clear direction that NXT 2.0 is headed in. Uh, it's the clear direction in which we've have been seen. For example, uh, take a look at a uh, faith lions who, you know, just came in and, you know, she's doing her thing on, uh, NXT 2.0. Her whole thing is like, she, she comes in, they make sure that she you knows she's she's got the cutouts in the look. She's got the, you know, very seductive uh, finish and all of that. And, you know, constantly they're talking the way they talk about her on commentary where it's like, oh, Twitter is foaming at the mouth and this and that. And you get me. And yeah, yeah. so, like, we've seen the way that they that she's presented. We've seen the way Toxic Attraction is presented and also just like the promos for NXT 2.0. So it was very, very obvious that that's the direction they're headed in now i won't be surprised in like here's the thing too like there's a lot of times like in i feel like you know them telling the women to dress sexier i wouldn't be surprised if that's not the first time that it was said you never know it may have been said you know directly or indirectly to people and i just don't think that these meetings we're like the first time where, uh, you know, the talent, the female talent was told to, you know, dress sexier and that sort of thing. I would be surprised yeah. if it was. Yeah, I, I would be surprised as well. I mean, like Mandy Rose is obviously a, a good wrestler, but I think a lot of people can sort of see the direction they're going with her and with Toxic Attraction especially. Um, are you in any way worried that WWE would be returning to a, a, a sort of time period where looks are more important than than a kind of in-ring ability. I mean, with, with Ember Moon, she was always portrayed as a wrestler first. So would you be worried that because of the, the, the sort of meetings that are happening that we could be kind of returning to, to that era where, where looks were so much more important? Well, here's the thing, too. At the end of the day, like WWE and sports entertainment and entertainment in general is, is is a cosmetic business, like regardless, like, let's be real. Uh, you know, if you're on a reality show, if you're on a talk show, if you're a TikTok star, if you're a YouTuber, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're doing in entertainment, you at least have to be like 
you know, pretty eye pleasing, I think. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, you got to be it's going to be a cosmetic business, right? Um, now, in terms of, you know, obviously, we weren't in those meetings, we don't know exactly, you know, what line of verbiage was used and all of that. But I don't like here's the thing, like, I don't have an issue with them saying like, hey, you know, you should be more stylish, you should, you know, really t- think about your presentation, like, that's cool. And all like, that's something that, you know, people should definitely think about. But I think there's another whole other thing where it's like if you have to go out there and sell your sex appeal that's another thing because not every single woman is comfortable doing that there's a lot of women myself included who are not comfortable sharing like oh this like sex appeal side of you so like if let's say that I was in that situation where they were like Denise you got to be more like Mandy Rose you got to be sexier you got to start flaunting stuff etc it would probably be one of those situations where I'd be like oh my God, I am totally screwed. Like, you know, this is not something that's in my comfort zone. And I'm pretty sure there's other people like that. Now there's other people that also then, so there's that one side of things. Then there's the other side of things where you're like, well, you know what? This is a job. I'm going to do what I got to do. So it's fine, whatever, right? It just depends on how you look at things. But I think to answer your question though, do I want to go back to a diva's era? No, we don't. And like, as much as, you know, I have respect for all of those women and was a big fan of a lot of those women. And if I wasn't, I probably wouldn't be here right now. But the thing is, because we have worked so hard in terms of like, the women have worked so hard to basically elevate women's wrestling. It's like one of those things where you don't want that you don't want people to say like, oh, this girl got hired because of the way she looks, not necessarily because of what she can do in the ring. At the end of the day, like, yeah, you got to be like decent looking and also, you know, be able to go at it in the ring. But it's just one of those things where I hope they don't like choose just the looks over the skill. Like if somebody's going out there and they're gorgeous, but they just can't master in ring wrestling, then you know, it ain't going to work out for you, you know? So it is one of those things where it I have, you know, I religiously, religiously, I weekly watch NXT 2.0. That's my job. And, you know, a lot of these matches that I've seen for some of the women and even some of the guys, but since we're talking about the women right now, they have not been that great, you know? And it, it's been, there've been some really bad stuff on there. Yeah, no, exactly. And I mean, you sort of see on Twitter as well that, that WWE is quite deliberately... With Nikita Lyons, for example, with her pin, which is kind of sitting on her opponent's face. So they will tweet a very clearly a sort of a a photo of that in an attempt to get as much kind of interaction as possible from from a male from its from its largely male audience. Now, I can see what they're doing, but does that do you feel like they are almost unnecessarily sexualizing their wrestlers or? Yeah. Yes, completely and 100%. Yes. And that was one of the things that instantly like, you know, again, we have already been seeing this in the new direction of NXT 2.0. But it kind of hit me more so this past Tuesday. And it was again, it was during that match with Faith and Lash Legend, when Faith came out and the way that commentary was talking about her. uh, It was just so uncomfortable, you know, like, I'm like, you guys, I said this on my podcast, but I'm like, they sound like those creepy uncles, you know, those creepy uncles that are like, "Ooh, hey, girl, and you're like, we're family, get away, you know, 
that sort of thing. That's exactly what commentary sounded like. And I'm like, it's okay to like, you know, uh, you know, have, you know, this is not like an anti-sex appeal thing. Like, I don't want this to come across as like, oh, you're anti-sex appeal. No, but when that's like the sole focus on like the competitor, I feel like it takes away from the presentation of what you're supposed to be trying to do like in ring wise. So I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, obviously these girls aren't wrestling like Sasha Banks, you know, they're not at that level, right? But Hmm. so then do you maybe they're like overcompensating and saying like, okay, well, you know, they may not be out here having five star matches or anything like that. But hey, they're out here and they're looking gorgeous, etc. Because if you even remember too, God, what was that one girl's name? The one that came the artist and she came out to sing Ollie, Ollie J. Yeah, when they had Ollie J on there. Do you remember like what a big like hoorah they did about like everything? (laughs) We're in the, on social media and I'm like, poor girl, like n- ain't nobody talking about like her music or anything like that. Everybody's talking about everything else. Um, So it's just one of those things where it's like it very is. They're just focusing in so much on it. Yeah. And it, but do you do you feel like there's a there's a pressure almost because because of may, maybe they've been told, oh, we would like you to dress in this specific way or we would like you to present yourself in a more sexually appealing way that some of the women while they might be uncomfortable doing so almost feel that they have to do it otherwise they're not going to be on tv oh yeah definitely and i must you know again this you can't speak for every woman because everyone's going to think differently but i'm pretty sure there uh you know are some uh you know obviously if ember moon wasn't one of them she probably wouldn't have mentioned it in her interview Mm. you know she i think she mentioned somewhere and i don't remember the exact line but she mentioned something about you know performing for kids and uh you know being told like hey dress sexier that sort of thing so i do think it depends on the person i think that there are levels of comfort in terms of you know which you know what woman is willing to show a little bit more than others and i feel that sometimes i feel that sometimes people forget that because you know i feel like we live in this like society where like you log on to instagram and you're seeing like everybody like woo you know on the social media feeds and everything so you think like oh because you you see so many women that are comfortable um you know in their own skin and are able to be a little bit more sexier on on you know instagram and all those other apps you think that every woman's like that but that's not the case not every woman's like that because some of us just you know feel awkward or maybe we're too shy or whatever the reason is uh so i do think it depends on the person and how they might have uh taken that you know like hey dress sexier yeah, and can it's sort of I've seen a lot of people going, oh well, this is wrestling. It is a, it is a business of sort of selling your look while also doing the wrestling. But can you imagine if they brought the entire men's roster into into a room and went, oh by the way, can you stop wearing uh, like tights? Can you all wear really really small trunks, please? Yeah, like, it just wouldn't happen. And and also people making that argument. Imagine you are like an accountant or you have a, a, a very normal office job and your boss takes you into the office and goes, look, I'm really impressed with what you're doing, but would you mind just showing a bit more skin in the office? It would be a completely inappropriate thing to do. So while I understand that it is a, it, it is a business which thrives on kind of appearance and what you look like, any other any any other business it's it's a completely inappropriate thing to do 
Oh, yeah. And like, I'll just like speak like on experiences that I've even had, you know, I, you know, back in the day, I used to work on a podcast. And I remember being told like, you shouldn't be wearing wrestling t shirts. And I'm like, but it's a wrestling podcast. Mm. But they're like, No, you should wear dresses, this and that, uh, you know, that sort of thing. You know, I've been, you know, a backstage interviewer, in, you know, in smaller promotions. And I remember one time this guy came up to me and was like, I was wearing like this red crop top and this black skirt, but the crop top was like long sleeve though yeah. so you couldn't see anything like you were it looked like a dress with a long a long sleeve dress and i remember this guy coming up to me and being like this is what you're gonna wear and i was like yeah and he was like huh, huh, you know like that sort of thing and i'm like okay you know whatever but it's like one of those things where uh you know in and I'm not even going to say like, this is just wrestling. It happens everywhere. You know, I've had multiple jobs where people were like, hey, you got to make sure you wear this. You got to make sure you wear that, that sort of thing. And unfortunately, it just leads to, um, you know, it doesn't always it doesn't always work well, especially in certain situations. And it, every situation is different. Not every situation is the same, but it, to pretend that it's not happening would be like super, super fake. It is, it is happening and it mm. is happening in different places as well, not just like wrestling. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And so, so earlier we kind of discussed uh, the, the move from the, the, the wrestler to the, to the kind of the, the, the diva. And uh, during the same interview, uh, Ember spoke about how WWE actually wanted to take her off TV and to, to transition her into becoming more of a coach. And this was something that she just, she simply didn't want to do. And I think the worry when, for, for me personally, when hearing that is, how can you have someone like Ember Moon on the roster, who is unquestionably one of the most gifted, not just women's, but wrestlers in the world. And you look at her and go, no, I don't want her in the ring. I want her training other women, which, she can do both at the same time. She can be a wrestler and a coach. That is something that Daniel Bryan, for example, has been doing in AEW. So does it scare you as well that they are looking at Ember Moon and going, oh, no, not, a, not in the ring, I don't think. I think we should have... I mean, especially when... And no disrespect to, to Eva Marie at all, but you're bringing Eva Marie back into the company and you are putting her immediately onto the main roster... And while she may have improved a bit, for me personally, there was not a lot of improvement. And I think a lot of people were worried that she was simply brought on, brought back because of the way she looked. And I mean, that was her gimmick. It was she is a diva, basically. So bringing her in, obviously, she's gone now. But and then demoting, trying to demote someone like Ember Moon, who is a fantastic in-ring performer, to being a coach does that also worry you? I would say yes to a certain extent because it's like, you know, you know that without having good women's wrestlers, the division is never going to, you know, go beyond a certain point. Uh, you need to have great women's workers, you know, to be, to be, to not only help maybe some of the ones that aren't at that level, but to also work with the ones that are at that level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, without for like, you think about like one of the best matches we've seen for the women recently in WWE at WrestleMania, you had Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Like the saying goes, it takes two to tangle without one 
the other one would not have been possible without each of them there this match would not have literally stolen the show and this includes both the men's and the women's matches that was legitimately one of the best matches of both nights and that's you know there was there was some you know there was some competition on that show for sure mm-hmm. you know you got a Cody Rhodes Seth Rollins uh you know and uh you know Edge and AJ Styles and at the end of the day like that was the match of the night and so for a lot of people right so you got to think about it that way like I feel like you can't like it's like I feel like if they were going to bring in like one or two or like just a couple of like women that are not necessarily like super skilled, then it's like, okay, whatever. Right. And I know that, but here's the thing too, like NXT 2.0 is taking like this different approach where they're bringing in athletes and uh, well, WWE is taking this approach where they're bringing in athletes versus uh, you know, your independent wrestlers. So they're not, you know, plucking these women out of, you know, your local indie wrestling. They're not doing that. They're bringing in these uh, athletes. So it's like in hopes that these athletes could bring the superstardom and that they can also, you know, uh, become professional wrestlers in the way that, you know, you have your Sasha Banks or your Charlotte Flair's, et cetera. So for me, it's like, if, I don't hate that approach like I get it but I just because I don't hate the approach of bringing in athletes doesn't mean that they should just like completely disregard like those people that are on the independent wrestling scene right so I also get them bringing in women because it's like oh they're just like appealing looking I get it to a certain extent but I don't I wouldn't fill my entire roster with you know, competitors, men or women that could not go in the ring. And there's also like, you know, you like people already see like men's wrestling and women's wrestling at different levels. And like the last thing you want to do is basically make people see women's wrestling as less than because you're not bringing in competitors that could meet that mark to keep the bar to like, what's the point if you have people again, like Becky Lynch and Bianca going out there and putting like this high caliber wrestling. And then you have like others who are like down here, it lowers, you know, women's wrestling. So you got to keep bringing in people that are, uh, you know, going to keep, keep the bar up, like keep holding up the bar like high. And even if they're not there yet, they're working towards it, you know, working towards it. So I also want to don't take one, take anything away from the, the girls, you know, on NXT 2.0, because there has been a lot of improvement with a lot of the women yeah. that are down there. So I don't want to take anything away from that. Uh, I don't want people to be like, Oh, just because you're sexy doesn't mean that you can't wrestle. That's not like a thing either. It's just more so like being able to like focus more on, hey, these girls can actually go and they can wrestle, you know, versus, oh, we just care that you look sexy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this this week's episode of NXT 2.0 in particular was praised for its sort of depiction of its, of its women's division, um, which I know is something that has been one of the, the, the main kind of uh, talking points in terms of AEW. And it's obviously, I hate, it's the, it's the obvious comparison in this, isn't it? It's the, it's the, it's, the portrayal of the WWE and, of course, the NXT women's division and then the AEW women's division. Do you see any sort of major differences? Is there one that you prefer? Between AEW and WWE? Yeah, and and just simply in their portrayal of their women's division. I I know AEW has had their issues with, I know it's a kind of, well, we've booked our one one women's match for the week, Let's, let's move on. But, I mean, you as a viewer, uh, do you... Is, is there is there is there a is there a presentation which you you prefer? So 
it's not about preferring one over the other. Like when Becky Lynch came out in that interview and she was saying, you know, all of this and all of that, you know, what she said about the WWE women's division in comparison to the AEW women's division, there were like her entire statement in general. I remember thinking like, okay, there's parts of this that I agree with. And then there's parts of this that I don't agree with. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can do that. Like you don't have to agree with somebody's entire statement. So my whole thing, like I want to start off talking about uh, AEW because AEW has gotten this massive criticism for their women's division for a long time now like this is not something that just started last month like this has been going on for a while and i feel that all those criticisms towards the aw women's division are 100 um rightfully there like you should be like you know talking about this because it is true like you don't get to see as many women's matches there is you know you can talk about certain women's runs that weren't necessarily that great in terms of they didn't even like for example the big one hikarashita when she yeah. was champion, it was like nobody even knew, you know, it was kind of upsetting for, you know, for that. That was the big like, damn, like do something with your champion, that sort of thing. Right. And then, uh, you know, Britt Baker, you know, she becomes champion and, you know, they do better with Britt Baker. They really do do better. And the thing, too, that I want to start off by saying, too, is just because the AEW women's roster hasn't been necessarily perfect, I don't want to pretend that they haven't at least put some effort into that. Because, like I said, you saw changes with Britt Baker in terms of her presentation as champion. It could have still been stronger, completely could have been stronger, but you did see some changes. You got the incorporation of the TBS uh, title and, you know, that entire tournament that they did. Mm -hmm. At Revolution, I believe they had, like, what, three women's matches on there? So yeah. they were, you know, at least trying to move forward, but I still don't think that it's – but then in recently – with Thunder Rosa, for example, as champion, it was like, oh, she, like, oh my gosh, she's champion. This is great, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we get, rarely get to see her on Dynamite and Rampage. Like, they have her come out and do these little, like, promos. But nothing has changed from Thunder Rosa before she was champion and Thunder Rosa after she's champion in terms of how AEW is presenting her. So that was my thing, too, where I'm like, dude, she's your champion. Like, put her out there. Have her do something. Go out there and talk wrestle somebody i don't know anything like except just these little like background uh uh you know little promos that they're doing or for example just this past week she was just watching the match with serena deeb and Hikar and, and Sheeta, you know and then on top of that like uh, i'm trying to get because there's so much to talk about here also you can also criticize the fact that with thunder rosa when she became champion they immediately reverted back to oh your first competitor your first challenger excuse me who's it gonna be it's gonna be nyla rose you know yeah. and a lot of people were like oh like this is you know rinse and repeat like we've seen this you know a bunch of times so with that being said they do need to give women's they do need to have more women's matches they need to give the women more time that was one of my big criticisms for this week for uh Sheeta for the Phillies for the for Sheeta and Deep's match mm. my big criticism for that one was I really do think that the lack of time kind of took away from that match and what it could have been and so that's one thing there so AEW definitely needs to still work on their women's division and not just like do one or two weeks of like 
great booking for the women and featuring the women. No, it's got to be like consistently because mm-hmm. right now they kind of have built this reputation that they're not building the women's division, you know, properly. So now in order to get that out of people's heads, you've got to consistently, consistently, you know, keep uh, building upon that. Right. And they have a lot of women too. Like they don't have women that, you know, I get it. Like there are some women that are still not at that level yet. You know, not everybody's, you know, Thunder Rosa or Ruby Soho or Britt Baker on that roster, but regardless, they still have a, they have a lot of like young women on that roster that, you know, could grow and could get better. You know, a big example of that was Ty Conti. She absolutely like improved. Mm-hmm. And then you could do that with a lot of the other women. You know, we've been seeing like Robin and Charlotte, Sky Blue, you got Willow Nightingale. Like you got so many other women there that are, you know, getting their, you know, reps in and whatnot. So then over on the WWE side, like you got they they also have their criticisms too like they are doing i think a far better job in terms of giving the giving um more consistently seeing the women on their show so on that end they are you know we're seeing more of their women right yeah but i do think like when you think about a lot of the stuff that they're doing there too it's like they really slimmed down their women's roster that's something that we wish that you know didn't happen uh they're also the big criticisms criticism that i have for wwe with with uh Raw and SmackDown is that they bunch up their singles division and their tag team division, and they've kind of rendered the tag team titles to not really mean anything. So that's a whole other thing. And then not having challengers for your champions. That's another thing. Uh, So I do think that both sides have their fair amount of criticisms. I don't think that either side is necessarily perfect. No, I mean, we can obviously we can go through the, the Serena D match specifically, uh, and and also the, the the state of the Raw Women's Division uh, a bit later on when we when we go through the week. But um, I will just mention. So you mentioned the, the, the Becky Lynch interview earlier. So it was uh, with uh, Drew Garabo on uh, live feature. I'm just reading this by the way. Cut, featured cut of the day. She said in response to whether she thinks uh, uh, the uh, women's uh, the AW women's division is well presented. She said, uh, I wish I could say yes, but unfortunately, I don't think they are presented uh, the way we are. They don't get as much time as we get. And frankly, they're not as good as we are. We have certainly on Raw, we have the best women's division in the world. I say that with without any hesitation in my voice. We have the best women's division in the world. So and you can you can absolutely see her why she would say all of this. I mean, she's a WWE star. I'm not. I don't think anyone's kind of questioning like, oh, man, why would she come out and say this? Um, she kind of has to, you know, she kind of has to on that end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, and I don't see I, I have I don't see why anyone would, would have an issue with that. And and to be honest, some of her points are, are absolutely correct. So I think I think that in terms of pure star power, the I mean, Raw has uh, as obviously well her Bianca Belair, uh, Asuka. Um, I guess with Sasha and Naomi being the tag uh, champions, they've got them as well. And you can sort of completely understand that point of view. So I, I, I can't see anyone questioning questioning that. But I think we should probably move on. Um, thank you for your, uh, your insight. It was very, very interesting. I'm sure everyone in the comments and who's watching agreed. Uh, we will be moving on to our alt chats. But first, I have a question for you, Denise. What is it? Do you think that you know the most about Taylor Swift out of all your yes. friends? Yes. And you think that is that a good feeling? Yes, it's a great feeling. Of course it is. And so why wouldn't you want to know the most about wrestling 
And you can do that by reading the wonderful WrestleTalk magazine. The link is in our description. Uh, basically, it is the, the only magazine you need every month. Um, we are doing an uh, online version. We are doing an in-print version. But if you go online, if you head to the link in the description, you can get a whole year of the WrestleTalk magazine for just £10. That is a fantastic deal. It is truly a wonderful magazine. Uh, we all write in it. There is some wonderful insight from some really, really fantastic writers. Uh, so please do head on over there and pick that up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. But we will move on to some old chance if I can just find the document. Uh, well, here we go. Right. So this is specifically on the uh, women's division. So just no yes has donated five dollars to say when I got back into wrestling in 2016 uh, because of Jamp Adam, I was surprised over how great the women's division was. I don't want the divas back. I was. Uh, I want great wrestling and women getting a chance to show us. Where is Luke, by the way? Did he break his ass too? <laughs> That's true. Where is Luke? He just told me he was taking a day off. Uh, so Luke has been forced to take a day off uh, oh. because, uh, as you know, as the hardest working person in all of uh, sports, rest, uh, sp 
what do they call you? What what is I the don't exact? No, it's Luke's thing. He's the like, hardest working person in the yeah. world. Um, he basically never takes a day off, and he keeps working weekends and and working extra. So Ollie has forced him to take a day off. Uh, Ollie doesn't and... want to be sued. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, so he's just taking some well deserved time off. But yeah, um. Yeah, I, I think we all agree. We just want great wins wrestling and the, the, the best wrestlers to show, to get a chance to, to show what they've got, basically. Exactly. Um, Mayor of Painesville, Dan, says, Hello, Andy. Hello, Denise. I hope you are doing well. And Andy, in case you're wondering, you're doing great. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> uh, I'm very proud of you. Always have been. You are a very, very great person. I, I promise this is what it says. Uh, I was going to say, topic, how do we know this is real? I can show you, I promise. It feels like anti-propaganda. Also, you're really handsome. You're just the greatest person in the world. And I love you. Uh, on the topic, though, in WWE, sadly, it is all about looks. Now, I don't think it's all about looks, Dan. As much I as I, say it's as all much about I appreciate looks. the rest of your message, I don't fully agree with that. Yes, in some aspects. But you agree with the can. parts about you being so great, so wonderful. I don't yeah, know how yeah, I feel yeah. about that. Just kidding. <laughs> it's fine. I, it, I actually, uh, yeah. I think I said I think some bias. Of... Some bias. This no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. It's, it's not because I let him stay at my flat once. Um, the Jedi Muffin says, remember when AJ Lee and Paige made their main roster debut? Uh, we just don't have shock women's moments like that with younger talent. Becky took years to catch fire and has never been better than at Survivor Series all bloodied. Bring back Paige. See, like, obviously, you know, Paige is dealing with her own stuff. It's not like you'd just be like, I mean, she could come back and do like a, a non-wrestling role, right? Yeah, she, yeah, could well, she, she absolutely could. Um, I mean, she did do that for, yeah, she for, did a, that while. for a while. She was, no, she was the SmackDown general manager. Um I mean, there have been lots of teases, haven't there? I mean, she keeps teasing it. I mean, she made she made us be doing it to, to troll fans to make them get excited. But I mean, she said in the past that she would absolutely love to if she could get cleared. But I mean, if she can't get cleared, then of course she can't come back. So yeah. while it'd be wonderful to see, um, of course, only, please please only come back, Paige, if you can. <laughs> Uh, Hammy Gas donated ten dollars to say, "I'd love to see forbidden door matches between the number one contenders of each company, and if the AW wrestler wins, they have a short run in New Japan, culminating in a title shot, and vice versa. If the New Japan wrestler wins, it would give stakes to the matches." I think that would be cool. I mean, a lot. I think, I think it'd be a little bit harder to do, but I do think that would be a cooler concept. Yeah, no, I mean, have you got a specific, have you got any specific dream matches that you would like? I know Luke and Tempest discussed it last week, but have you got like a top three matches you would love to see? For me, it's definitely Brian Danielson and uh, Okada. I would really like to see that. Uh, I think that they could do something really cool. And I, I, I really, that's the one that I've been saying like on every podcast, just because I'm like, that's the one I really want. Everything else for me, like I'll be cool with anything, but that's mm. the one I really want to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can. Me too. Me too. Uh, legit Underboss says, Denise, what matches are you looking forward to at Triple Mania tomorrow? And will you be doing a review 
this year. No, I'm not watching the show tomorrow. I, I feel bad, but I got, I'm planning a wedding and I'm less than Who's like wedding? 90 something days, my wedding, like 90 <gasps> days away. And I don't have very many weekends available where I can do, you know, wedding stuff. Mm. So this weekend, that's what I'm going to be doing. So I'm like, I haven't even been like keeping up. I'm just like, oh man, I got it. Like I, it's, it's very hard to do like a full time, like doing a full time career and also making sure to plan this wedding that I recently like I put off hold planning stuff because of like COVID and everything I had pushed back the wedding and the next thing you know I'm like oh my god I'm getting married and I haven't done anything have you planned any wrestling spots for the uh for the wedding are you gonna choke slam there's going to be absolutely nothing wrestling related in my wedding nothing no you're not gonna come out in wrestling gear and not one tiny thing nothing probably probably for the best yeah i was gonna say probably for the best it's like i like everybody's asking me that i'm like why would you guys think that i'm gonna do like a wrestling themed wedding like what is this no it's gonna be a very classy affair walk walk down the aisle to i don't know asker's music i know i mean i'll just come out take it off right (laughs) at the end yeah yeah Now, uh, we will be talking about, if I can again find the document, Be Gentle, It's My First Time. Uh, There it is. Um, So, we talked about women's wrestling. We will keep talking about women's wrestling. Uh, This week's episode of Raw saw not only the return, after a short period away, of Becky Lynch, but also the return of Asuka. And not only that, but they're going to be feuding. Are you excited? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I think that that time away that Asuka had from, you know, from WWE and, you know, she was gone and you know, her injury and all of that. You know, she was gone for like, what, 10 months, I believe. She was mm. gone for a while. And so I really do think that that has like kind of rebooted her in a way because it's been such a long time since we've seen her where I feel like re-excited to see Asuka again. And I have a feeling like, you know, not much is going to change, but I am looking forward to this with like Becky Lynch just because they do have that history. Uh, We all know, you know, Becky, we all know that Becky Lynch gave her the title when she left to go be a mom. And, you know, since then we've had the rise of Bianca Belair. Uh, You know, now Becky Lynch is back. Now she's a new Becky Lynch. And so there's so much to kind of catch up on and given that we left things the way that you know we left things back you know in may of when uh god what what year was it the year that she left 20 am i we're in 2022 so 2021 right yeah Yeah, so 2021 was when that whole thing went down so it's like um you know kind of going off of that and that the fact that there's an actual story there and that it looks like we're touching back on that it makes me happy because i'm like it doesn't always happen that we pick up on things it was 2020, I think. Was it 2020? Last year's WrestleMania was Sasha versus Bianca. And I was going to say, when did Becky get pregnant and have her baby? I how like old it was is May of 2020? How old is the baby? Because if, well, she returned at SummerSlam last year. Oh, yeah, you're right. What year so it am must I be in? 2020. It had to be 2020. To be honest, Denise, it's the last three, the last three years is one is like yes. a week for me. It's it could an have extended been 2020. 
honestly. I, I have no idea when anything happened. Um, okay, so then it was what? May 2020? May 2020, because it was the night after Money in the Bank. There you go. Okay. Easy. Yeah, we, we know what we're talking about. We know what um, we're talking about. I just can't put it in a time frame. <laughs> no, but uh, one, of, one of the things I was going to say is that it is interesting to see, obviously, they are feuding not over the title. Now, while that's great in itself, you sort of have to wonder where that leaves Bianca Belair uh, after beating uh, Sonia this week. I mean, do you, do you think that for Backlash, it's just going to be Sonia again? Do you think they're going to start setting I something else not. up? I hope, they start something, I hope they start something with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, that is because they have been, I think the live shows has been uh, Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch. Uh, so hopefully that means they're testing out something with Rhea Ripley. But then you have to think, are they going to do Rhea Ripley against Liv Morgan for 14 weeks? And then just kind of, we, we, everyone gets bored of that. So where do you think this leaves, Bianca? Do you, do you think that they, do you think there's the worry of that they're going to put more focus on the Becky Lynch feud simply because it's Becky Lynch and then the champion will become kind of the secondary component of the women's division. I think so, because if you notice, like a lot of the times they really focus on one feud, one story, and then like yeah. everybody else is like kind of like, they kind of get included in that picture, but they're still not really part of it. So I mm. do have a feeling it's going to be like this focus on, uh, you know, what they're doing with uh, Becky and Asuka and probably Bianca and Sonia for a little bit more and then kind of, you know, move on from that but I do agree with you I do think there's going to be more of that focus on Becky and Asuka which I don't have a problem with but I also don't want them to like disregard the champion mm. well because because you can look at the 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 the, uh, dub, the the raw women's division and I mean there are some names which I would say are, are obvious candidates and one of those is Alexa Bliss um, where is she? like she hasn't been back like I mean I know she just got married but um I don't know when she's coming back no so I mean the reports are that she is very frustrated and that she is looking to come back. She's had like one-on-one -on -one chats with Vince McMahon about saying, I would, I want to be back. And she says she's ready. Yes, of course she did get married, but that doesn't stop her from being able to wrestle, of course. Right. Um, so as far as I'm, as far as I'm aware, she is ready and able to return. And of course they had that moment in the elimination chamber where it was Bianca and Alexa, the, the final two. And you got to think, and I think it was strange for a lot of people at the time where they just sort of went, oh, Alexa was in the final two. Okay, moving on. Um, so I, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring Alexa back, Alexa back just, I don't know, on Monday and then yeah. just have a one-week feud, one-week build, a one-show build for Backlash. And also, like, remember when they were doing the whole, like, therapy thing? Like they started that. And so you thought, okay, she's going to, you know, come back like full time after the, those things are done. And then, like you said, we saw her like that, that elimination chamber. And then that was like literally it. it was like gone after that. So you have to wonder like, what is, are they not sure? I mean, I think it's more of like, they're not really sure what to do with Alexa Bliss, especially considering that she has this like character, but they've, from the looks of it in therapy, she's kind of like, rid of that so i don't know it's really weird with alexa i'm not really sure what's going on with like her character at least no and uh, to be honest it i think the best thing and i and I, I don't know whether people agree with this but i think the best thing they can really do is just bring her back as the goddess just give her a ref refresh or a similar character 
because that is the Alexa Bliss that everyone loves. Um, for for whatever reason, that is the the, that, the character that, that got Bliss, over. Yeah. And yeah, and it's I think I think is the best version of Alexa Bliss, the heel version of specifically of the goddess character. Because okay, great, she did some stuff with with Bray Wyatt and the Fiend, but I don't think anyone really kind of was like. Oh, this is the this is the best Alexa Bliss we've ever had. I think it was very much a, okay. This is her for a bit, and then presumably she'll become Alexa Bliss again, which I think to pretty much everyone is the goddess character. And if you look at the rest of the Raw Women's Division, you can't really think of anyone who is le- who you would look at and go, "You are a legitimate uh, competitor," or no, a le- le- legitimate opponent for Bianca Belair at this time, other than Asuka and Becky Lynch, because you've got Carmella, who is not really seen at that really. level. Dana Brooke isn't. Dewdrop, it would be great if she was, but you just don't, I can't see her as a legitimate competitor uh, against Bianca Belair. Of course, she's wonderful, but and they've not. already done it. Cena been yeah. there, done that. Nikki Ash, Queen Zelina, Rhea Ripley would be great. Sonya Deville, she's just beaten. I can absolutely see them rerunning the match again, just because they can't think of anything else. And then you've yeah. got, but and then the last one is Tamina. So, I mean, other than Alexa Bliss, I really and Rhea Ripley, I really can't see anyone who not only would be a, a good competitor, but would that would make me interested in the match itself? Because if let's say it's Queen Zelina, I'm not saying they go, oh wow, are they really going to put the belt on? Like, of course they're not. Exactly. Like, no one's thinking. It. I mean, they could surprise us right at the end of the day. It's WWE and they've had surprised us. But but no, like logistically, like speaking, like I don't think so. So I just uh, it's slim pickings, honestly. And that's one of the issues that, you know, I mentioned earlier with the WWE women's division is that it's slim pickings in terms of like uh, having challengers for your champions. Yeah. Um, and moving on, moving on to the men's side of Raw. We saw the oh, return we're of... We're going to talk about Mr. some men today. I know, I, I know, We're ruining I know. our theme, Andy. I'm this sorry. was all like the chick stuff. I'm sorry. I could I could talk about Roxanne Perez on NXT, if you like. I could talk about... <laughs> no, I'm just team. kidding. Do what you already had planned. Um, so, <laughs> I don't want to uh, switch up your pants and be like a diva here and be like, no, we're going to discuss this. Hey, it's my first time. I'll, I will do whatever you tell me to do. Um, <laughs> all right, fine. Let's just start talking about cupcakes. All right. I like <laughs> or what's desserts. Your what's your favorite flavor cupcake? Um, so I really like red velvet and mm-hmm. I, I like kind of like all flavors to be honest. The cream cheese frosting? Cream cheese frosting, man. I'm so there for cream cheese frosting. I love it. Do you like Although, it? Do you like it when yeah. they kind of swirl the on top? Yeah. I like it. Do you I ever like do you ever take it out, cut it in half, and then flipped like, it so that it's like a cream cheese frosting sandwich? No, I've never done that, but I should do that. I was going to say, I like when it has like a little like surprise filling inside. Because otherwise, when you take the first bite, it's like all cream cheese frosting. But if you then cut it in half and then do that, then you've got like a kind of burger where it's sort of, you you get a bit of everything. I need to do that because I've never done that. So I need Mm -hmm. to do that. But like yesterday, I went cake testing and I tried six different flavors of cake. Did you pick one? Yeah, I did. I went with the chocolate with the strawberry filling so nice. good it was so good at first i was like oh i don't think i'm gonna go for that one but then once i tried all of them i was like that one That's that one was one. really good yeah well, really i, I good. await the invitation yeah. um but i'll send it over <laughs> we will we will talk about some men men finally we're talking about some men they deserve their chance in the spotlight for once um mustafa ali returned uh i think this was uh, a shock to everyone who hadn't read sean's report but well, I mean, what, what were your sort of uh, first impressions of 
him returning? Were you surprised to see him return? What do you think they're going to do with him? Is this just a way of kind of bringing someone back to be beaten? Are you worried that it's just going to be a case that he's just going to get squashed? I have a lot more questions than I have theories. Mm. Uh, I think my whole thing was what the hell happened? You know, like what changed? That's my big thing. Like what changed where it went from, see you guys, we know, you know, this is not working out. You know, obviously mm. there was that report that he and Vince had this big argument, whatever. Yeah. Right. And so like, you know, I was just wondering like what changed. And so now my whole thing is, I don't think they're going to give Mustafa Ali like a big push or anything like that. I think it's just going to be like a, you know, maybe he'll be a big focus for the first couple of weeks, but it'll like probably fade in after that. He'll probably go back to exactly what he was doing before, which was not really that much. Um, So I'm not really expecting anything out of this, but I still think it's a lot better than not seeing the guy on television and him essentially being away from TV for like, you know, those X amount of years that he still had left on his WWE contract, all because of, you know, some argument and some blowout and them not wanting to uh, release him of his contract. Yeah, because it, because it, like you say, it went from the reported argument, the reported unhappiness to then uh, publicly, publicly requesting his release. And then it went to the Free Ali movement, where he was very clearly, he wasn't, he wasn't pulling any punches. He was, I want to leave this company. And they are basically keeping me in prison uh, because they are not letting me leave. And there was a lot of backlash over this from, from fans saying, like, why are you keeping him if you're not going to use him? And then there's been a bit of silence. Like, he's been sort of tweeting kind of teases that he'd like to wrestle with specific people. I think he... There was a tease that he would like to work with De- Brian Danielson and, and who wouldn't. But and then it just suddenly this report comes out. Oh, by the way, Mustafa Ali's back and he's on Raw tomorrow night from Sean. And there was no build up to this. It was very much a by the way, he's coming back. And often, often with these things, you'll you'll hear, oh, they are planning a Mustafa Ali return at some point in the in the coming weeks. And this is the reason because it's 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 this has happened backstage. But this was just such a, a shock, I think, to everyone. Yeah, I agree. I think it was too. Um, I like that Tommaso Ciampa, you know, did the attack uh, because Ciampa, at least now- just Ciampa. oh yeah, I forgot that it's just Ciampa now. Dang, uh, it's gonna take me a while. Uh, Ciampa, I did like that he did the attack on Ali because I'm like, okay, then this means that we at least have a direction for him and a direction for uh, you know, where we're headed with this. So for me, I'm like, okay, we got something. We know what's next, right? So there's at least a, a, a bright side on that end of things. Yeah. And I mean, if at least if those two are feuding, one of them has to win. I think a lot of people were worried that if they just brought him back, he would immediately lose. And the, and they, I think a lot of people were also worried that Champa would just get buried as well because he's a bit smaller than some of the other guys on the main roster. Obviously, he's ripped and jacked to shreds. But I think a lot of people were kind of worried that because he is a was originally a cruiserweight and he's a bit short, that he would be another guy who would just get lost in the main roster. But it's nice to see that at least one of them is going to win this feud. Exactly. Um, So at least that's nice. At least that's nice. Um, That's something new to look forward to. That's nice too. Exactly. (laughs) Something we haven't seen before. And speaking of things we had never seen before until this week, uh, Dax Harwood, uh, we're moving on to AWA if you hadn't noticed, Uh, Dax Harwood took on Cash Wheeler in a pretty wonderful match uh, on uh, AW Dynamite. Of course, uh, Dax won the match to qualify uh, for the Owen Hart tournament. But 
for me, that's not the most interesting part of the week. Obviously, that was great. But there were these reports from Sean a couple of weeks ago that WWE were interested uh, in bringing them back at some point. Uh, and then it was again reported that they actually had uh, quite a lot longer than we thought on their uh, on their contracts with AEW. And then this report from Ringside News, who, well, not the not my favorite website in the world. Um, they have been they have been accurate with some of their reports recently, and the most recent one of those is that actually WWE really doesn't want to bring back FTR because a lot of people really don't like them. Would you like to see them back in WWE one day, or are you very happy with where they are right now? I think that they are doing a good job with where they're at, where they're at right now, and I feel like. This is really where they have cement. Like, what I feel like this is really where they're cementing their legacy at legacy as a tag team together. Uh, obviously, you know things could change down the line. Never say never. But I personally think that they're doing just fine right now. And on top of that, uh, FTR did do an interview with uh, Renee Paquette, and they basically told her that they uh, pretty much know as much as we do in terms of the uh, reports out there about WWE being interested in them. And they basically said that they. Um, that they already told Tony Khan that they're not going to be having any sort of like contract negotiation conversations with anybody, um, you know, out of respect for Tony Khan, that sort of thing. And they also basically said that, you know, they don't know anything other than what has been, you know, put out there and what has been reported. Yeah, no, I think it's one of those things where I guess whenever a story like that comes out with WWE being interested in, in an AW star, of course, it's, it's a huge story because for, for so long we've had WWE stars leaving the, the company and joining AW. So whenever one of these comes out, like with Cody Rhodes, it, it's it's going to get a lot of interest from people. Um, and I mean, me personally, I, I think they're doing a great job in AW. I wouldn't want to see them back in WWE. I While there are tag teams in WWE's tag team division, which I really, really do like, I don't think having, having seen them as the revival on WWE's main roster I don't think it's the right fit for them exactly I completely agree with you yeah no absolutely thank you thank you thank you it's, yeah it's, it's a wonderful Gold opinion star. <laughs> that, and do you also agree in that case that the TNT championship uh which is of course won again by um Scorpio Sky this week do you feel like it's being a bit hot potatoed Yes, and I do think it's devaluing the title, and I'm not a fan of hot potatoing bouts. I've I've always been like anti like short reigns. I'm not really big on that, and they've really been shrinking down those length of reigns to the point where I even forgot. I'm like, wait, who's champion again? By the end of the night, I was like, I forgot who's champion. Uh, retain and new. Where are we at on this sort of thing? So, uh, yeah, I do think that they're hot potatoing the TNT championship. So I hope that they don't do it too much. Uh, you know, in the next coming months. Yeah, and it, it it's. Well, it's I feel quite, one more is coming. I don't know when, but I feel it's coming. Yeah, I mean, it's, it it feels like it's devaluing the 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 title a bit, and it's not something that AEW does very often. I mean, generally, uh, title changes are seen as a very very big thing. I mean, there was the, there was a time when the, the the tag titles kind of swapped hat swapped sort of um, owners for a bit, but generally, it's kind of one of those really is built up to a, a pay-per-view and it's but the TNT title I guess 
because it is a secondary title, it's, it feels more acceptable to be to be kind of swapped on this. On I would the, on say the, on no. The... I would no, not ex- not too acceptable, at least not to me, because it's like at the end of the day, it's still a title, and you don't want it to make it. You don't want to make it feel like the twenty four seven championship. Mm-hmm. So no, I would say that just because it's the secondary title doesn't mean that they could like have a little bit more leverage with it. I still think that they should, uh, you know, protect their belts, protect all their belts. I don't care like if it's you know. A title that no one cares about, like make people care about it. And speaking of making people care about things, we'll finish, uh, I think, on the final topic. And we're, we're coming back to the women's division. Don't you worry. We discussed it briefly earlier. Serena Deeb versus, versus uh, Hikaru Shida. It is the fifth time these women have faced each other in the last six months. And as Luke uh, pointed out in the office, they still haven't had a match on pay-per-view. And he is very, very frustrated about this. And I absolutely see where he's coming from. I mean, this is one of the biggest feuds, biggest women's feuds that AW has ever had. And they keep putting it on free TV. Do you, do you mean, do you think it's disrespectful to them? I mean, do, do, why? I mean, with, with Double or Nothing coming up, could they not have extended it a bit further, build up both women, have them just defeat other people and then put it on? Uh, double or nothing or do you think this was simply put so that the uh the winner would then face the champion at double or nothing i think that they probably rushed because this could have easily been a match on double or nothing they could have had this you know the street fight at double or nothing right but i do think that it was done so that hey thunder rosa can have something at the end of the day she's your champion for double or nothing like who else was she going to be feuding with you know like there like i said there really isn't much going on with her as champion which you know is not this is something that they should do. They need to obviously do more with her as champion. But on top of that, it's like, um, I do think though, like that match, like I mentioned earlier, I do think that it should have had more time, especially because to me, this should have been like the last and final match out of their like whole entire saga between them. This should have been, it. this should have been it. The story that they were telling, you know, the stipulation and everything, this should have been the last match for at least a good amount of time because I'm at the point where I like love seeing them together and I love seeing them wrestle, but I don't want to see this match again. I've seen it, been there, done that multiple times. Like you said, five times now. Uh, this last match was the last one I wanted to see at least for like a year or something. Uh, I don't want to see this match again because I've already seen it too much. Yeah, and you don't want sort of with the criticism of AW's women's division already there, you don't want kind of more things to criticize because then it just becomes a kind of a, a, a kind of a heap of criticism rather than like, yeah, you need to have more women on your shows. That's one thing. But if they keep being more things added, then there's going to be a lot of heat, kind of fan heat on, on the women's division. That's, I think, the last thing we really want to see. Exactly, exactly. So I think had they just given this match more time and let them have like an actual blowout, I think it would have been a really good way to like just end this feud. So uh, before we head off today, um, we will read out some mocks chats. But once again, please do check out the Restaurant Magazine. This stream is sponsored by the Restaurant Magazine. The link is in the description. It is a wonderful magazine. Look, I'll, I'll prove it. Look, look at that. Just look at that front page. What a wonderful magazine. It, it really is the only magazine you need to be the smartest wrestling fan in the world. So please do go and check that out. But we will finally read some ultra chats 
Mr. Kajili says, hey, Andy and Denise, how are you both? Uh, have you checked out her nose? Oh, Alexa's nose recovery pick that was very extreme. But no matter how you slant it, the raw division is very good right now. Alexa, Rhea, Sasha, Naomi, Bianca, Becky, Asuka, maybe Bailey and Liv. Have you seen the photos? No. Um, is it on her page? It is on her TikTok. It got taken oh, off Instagram. Oh, it's on TikTok? Oh, I was going to say, I'm not, I haven't seen it on TikTok. I was hoping it'd be on Twitter. Um, let me see if, I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can find a way to show people. Let's uh, bliss. Let me nose see. recovery because it is. Oh, nasty. I saw it. A little screenshot of it here. Oh, ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I'm seeing the screenshot here from her TikTok. Oh, yeah, it looks brutal. Yeah, actually, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be demonetized, so I won't show it because yeah, it is that's brutal. Okay. I just saw it on here. It out, just go on WrestleTalk.com and search Alexa Bliss. It'll be one of the first stories that comes up. Put Alexa um, Bliss nose. Exactly, Alexa up. Bliss nose. <laughs> Alexa Bliss swollen nose. Um, you you get the idea. Um, and Mr. Gilly again has said on the Alexa situation, it's very odd and crazy that Ali, Veer, and Asuka have been on Raw live more than Alexa. Perhaps she should pull uh, pull it, pull pull an Ali or a Jeff or a Sasha and threaten to leave and shake uh, the WWE and Vince out of his current mindset to a megastar. I don't think that that would happen. <laughs> No, I think Alexa is, I, I think while she's frustrated, and this is just my opinion, I'm not speaking for her at all, but I feel like she is still viewed as one of the biggest stars in the women's roster. The creative simply just hasn't thought of anything right. for her. It, it's, not, it's not a kind of do-drop situation where I actually think, oh, they probably just don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. It, it it feels more like they do care they just don't have anything right now um, yeah I'm sure I think so back. too um, and finally for now unless we get any last minute ones uh, Sheldon Jackson has said what is Impact Wrestling doing right uh, oh no another one popped in sorry on the previous topic I'll read that one out first uh, Will Campbell says the women's division in WWE has a special place in my heart because it was Becky who pulled me actively into watching wrestling in the first place back in 2019 also, the NXT fashion stuff sounds a bit like Johnny Ace being Johnny Ace. Also, great job, Andy. And again, I didn't just add that for my own pleasure. I was going to say, everybody's giving you the good job on here. I'm the one up at like 7 a.m. to do this show. <laughs> well, I know. You had but like I... all day's energy. Yeah, well, I mean, so Ollie has banned me from, I did one episode of the news and Ollie because the reaction was so positive, Ollie's now banned me from from doing it again. Unfortunately, oh, he doesn't want you to be. So uh, all the comments and all the all the videos have been saying, "Well done, Andy." So it's it's become a, become a bit of a meme. Um, but uh, at least he's still letting me do this. Which oh is, wow! Which is so very... you got demoted because out of jealousy? Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, I mean, in fact, I actually, uh, if you check out the Rest Talk News next week. Uh, I actually have to uh, compete in a series of challenges against my fellow WrestleTalk uh, presenters in an attempt to win Ollie's uh, approval. So uh, do Sounds check like out the Sounds like Ollie's mad news. with power. Oh, he, he always has been and always will be. And again, I'm going to shoot on Ollie right now. He came into the office on Wednesday and Thursday with a cough and said, don't worry, I'm not contagious. I'm not contagious. I, it's not COVID. And it isn't COVID. He's not got COVID. He's like, it's not, I'm not contagious at all. Don't you worry. And then last night I was sitting there and I went, 
think I've got a cough coming on. And this, and this morning I woke up and I've got Ollie's cough. So oh, thanks for no. not being contagious, Ollie Davis. Really kind of you. Wow. Ollie's just, you know, very, very mean. I know. I know. Anyway, the final one for today. Uh, Sheldon Jackson says, what is Impact Wrestling doing right with the women that WWE and AW should be doing? Thoughts on Impact's under siege cards so far? Ishii versus Alexander. VBD versus Briscoes. Honor No More versus Bullet Club. Tyre versus Deonna and Tasha Steeles versus Havoc. Giving them time, making them feel legitimate. And also they already have like the long history of how they treat their knockouts and how they're presented. Their knockouts are presented rather. Uh, that history is already there. So like I said, giving them time, giving their stories depth, uh, keeping the matches fresh, um, keeping things moving, man. They're doing a lot of good stuff with their women's division. Have yeah. been doing a lot of good stuff with their women's divisions. Have been. No, I could I couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. But before we do, just on that, what are your what are your thoughts on the iconics leaving? Oh, dude, I kind of I like it's one of those things where I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? Like, if it just wasn't for them anymore, it wasn't for them, you know? Like they uh, people have other dreams. I think sometimes when you get like, you know, in so much into this like wrestling bubble, you forget like there's people have other dreams like outside of wrestling. So I saw it and like I went on their bios and like I know that they're also like pursuing acting and stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Like they have a fan base. They have good social media followings. They have an opportunity to go and do something else. Might as well take that opportunity while they can. So, uh, well, yeah, it's going to suck not to see them on Impact or, you know, anything like that. They were really cute, one-of-a-kind tag team. Um, they want to do other things. So why the hell not? Why the hell not, indeed. Right. Well, that is all we have time for today. Thank you so much, Denise, for carrying me through this podcast. You no, know, I didn't get a good job. You, good job, Denise. No one gave me a Everyone in the sticker. comments say, good job, Denise, and then I'll put it up on the screen. I want an asterisk golden sticker. Everyone, everyone say it. Everyone say it, otherwise See, Denise no is going to be... no one's saying it. She's going to be... <gasps> not yet, because we're on a slight delay. We're on a slight <gasps> delay. Everyone in a minute is going to start no, saying well no, done I know you don't. And now I get why Ollie pushed you out of this, you know, new stuff. Now I'm just, thank you. Somebody finally said good job. I was yeah. up at seven in the morning for this show, people. <laughs> See? It's all coming in now. Good job. Good job. Uh, good job. There you go. Good job, Andy. Thank you. Um, thank you. So, yes, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown podcast. I forget who's on it, but I imagine it'll be Pete and Tempest. Uh, on Tuesday, we'll have the Raw podcast and uh, all the usual weekly podcasts. And then next weekend, it's Backlash, WrestleMania Backlash. So we'll be doing live reactions to that. It'll be, uh, I believe... I don't know if it's been announced yet. I don't, I'm not going to say it just in case it's a surprise. But tune into that. Uh, and once again, do please get the Restaurant magazine. It is in the description. The link is in the description. Uh, but for now, uh, thank you very much, Denise, again. And thank you all for watching. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.